It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the goal. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs here corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown, Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation. The month of March is about to come to its end. It's March 28th. That means, actually, today, we're exactly a month away from the NFL draft kicking off in Kansas City. We are exactly 31 days away from the commissioner taking the stage and start announcing where players are going to kick off their pro careers at. And the seventh time he he hits that podium, he will be saying... The Las Vegas Raiders select. And then it's when everything kicks off for the Raiders. Well, that's if the Raiders stay put at number seven. They can go up. They can go down. They can make trades or they can stay put at number seven. It's going to be super interesting. And I love coming on the JT The Brick Show and guest hosting because that gives me time to hear what you guys have to say. I see a lot of people on social media, believe me, and our producer, Bobby, he doesn't like social media because he feels that a lot of folks get a voice that they go crazy with. I see stuff on social media that I'm like, what the heck is this person thinking? And then others that I'm like, you know what? That's interesting what they say. But here on the radio, I love it when people have the guts to just call in and tell me what they feel. Because that means that they're taking time out of their day to call in and talk with me and see what's in their mind and just be able to roll on with that. And, of course, being here on the JT The Brick Show also gives me the opportunity to have some guests join me that are part of the media that I love hearing their opinions and I love hearing what they're going through and what they are investigating. And somebody that I respect a lot from the local media here in Las Vegas is Joe Rigo from Franchise Sports Media. He was actually one of the first guys I ever followed when I found out that I was coming to Vegas once I signed my contract with the company for which I moved out here for six years ago. He was one of the first guys I started following, and he was always on the beat. He always knew what was coming, especially with the Raiders. And yesterday was a six-year anniversary from when in the – League owner meetings, they agreed with a 31 to 1 vote. Shout out to Miami, the only team that didn't want the Raiders to come to Vegas. Uh, they agreed for the Raiders to relocate to the city of Lights. So I love that. And he was on it every single moment. When it, when something came out, on the, out of the Raiders, he was the guy I was following that he would have the up to the date, up to the minute uh, information. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo. I'm hosting JT's show tomorrow. I hit him up yesterday. Can you come in? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So he'll be joining me. We'll talk a lot about Raiders football with him. And also from Fox 5 Vegas, one of the newest faces that you're watching on TV here locally, Mariah Janos. She's a Boston native, just like Bobby is. So she follows a lot of Boston sports. And I want to talk with her about 
what she sees from this Josh McDaniels-Dave Ziegler duo from what she saw when she was covering the Patriots over there in the East Coast and all the differences, all the similarities, what she thinks that can happen with this Raiders team. And, of course, also talk about the Vegas sports scene because I'm from L.A. Actually, Bobby, he can see me. He's the only one that can see me right now. I'm rocking Dodgers gear from head to toes, even my Griffies that I got on my shoes. They're blue, they're white, they're red. I'm ready for Dodgers baseball. So I'm from L.A. I get a little bit jealous when I look over in Boston and they got the Red Sox winning a pair of World Series over the last decade. They got the Celtics contending and being one of the top teams in the NBA. Of course, the Patriots, that run they went through the last two decades. You watch the Bruins. They're the best team in hockey right now. I mean... You look at everything going out over there in Boston and the consistency they have. Mariah, she's young, and I think she's seen more championships with her teams than I have with mine. The Dodgers, they've won, they won the World Series like a couple of months after I was born, and then I had to wait until 2020 for them to win their next one. The Raiders haven't won a Super Bowl in the time that I've been alive. The Lakers, they won those five championships with Kobe. But and of course the LeBron the LeBron Lakers I don't count them I don't follow them much I'm waiting for LeBron to retire to go get back on the Lakers bandwagon and of course the Kings they got a pair I'm not a hockey fan but I was able to be happy for the LA team but it's been very limited for me as an LA fan the success and I count the Raiders because of course the Raiders even though they haven't been in the market for a while they're still LA's team they got two teams playing football over there in LA. But we know the most popular team in L.A. County is the Silver and Black. Shout out to everybody out there in the 323, the 213, repping the Raiders and showing up for the Raider Nation every time they take the field. And I know plenty of you that come out to Las Vegas every single game day and also everybody from the Bay Area that gets those flights and some of them even drive to come out here to Las Vegas every time the team plays. And now what we want is a team that is winning a team that is putting the silver and black where they should be, the playoffs, the Super Bowl, a team that is consistently doing it, not just sprinkle in a good season here, a good season there, making it to the playoffs in 2016 and then going back into the playoffs in 2021. No, we need a team that's in there every single season that's fighting tooth and nail with a team like Kansas City. And now the Raiders, they already went through free agency and they did all the heavy lifting that it takes to get players into the building and guarantee contracts and be able to do things. And they did things differently this year. In 2021, sorry, 2022, the first year of the Ziegler and McDaniels era, they swung for the fences. They brought in the best wide receiver in football in Devontae Adams. They went for a future Hall of Famer in Chandler Jones. And they went with the big names. And they struck out so far with one, Chandler Jones, that I hope he has a huge bounce back here in 2023. But they got a huge player in Devontae Adams that hopefully he becomes a, one of those guys like Jerry Rice, that he comes to the Raiders and he has the second part of his career be a huge part of his career and be able to play in the Super Bowl, just like Jerry Rice did with the Raiders. But also win that Super Bowl. And I think Devontae Adams is going to be a huge force to bring in some great players to be a part of the squad. Heck, Jacoby Myers, 
instead of taking the exact same deal with the New England Patriots, he came over to Las Vegas. He wants to learn from Devontae Adams, but he also knows that having Devontae Adams as a, in the same field as he is on, that's going to open a lot of space for him, that he's going to have a, opportunities to shine because he knows that Devontae Adams is either going to be being shadowed by the best cornerback from the other team, he's going to be bracketed, or he's going to have double coverage every time that he's on the field. And when Jacoby Myers is on there, on the gridiron with Adams, with Remfro, with O.J. Howard or Austin Hooper, opportunities will open. So he was like, all right, what do I want to do? Stay in New England or go to Las Vegas? He came to Las Vegas. Josh Jacobs, he mentioned it. He would be okay playing on the franchise tag if he's on a team that he feels that he will have a chance to win. And right now, the offense looks good. The defense, they've been bringing in players which they don't have the big names like other squads have. But heck, remember last year? When the, I was going to say San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers signed J.C. Jackson and everybody in Raider Nation was disappointed because J.C. Jackson was the best white, uh, cornerback in the NFL in free agency. And what did he do over there? Not much. Heck, he ended up getting injured and not playing anymore. But when he was on the field, he didn't deliver much. So sometimes the big names come in and deliver. Sometimes they don't. The Raiders, they didn't swing for the fences in this, in this free agency, but they're bringing in players that they feel fit what they want to do on the field, fit the culture they want to have in the locker room, in this team, and that they can take advantage of that and help this team take that step that ha they haven't taken in a while. And although, heck, you look at the coaching staff changes, of course, the John Gruden to Josh McDaniels era didn't happen just because John Gruden had a bad year. No, we know all about that scandal. Now we have Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, a well-respected man around the league with people who are in the league. You ask Broncos fans, they're pissed off. You ask Raiders fans, they're pissed off, but within the league, within people in the high circles, they have a lot of respect for him. You ask players, and a lot of them have respect. Every now and then you'll have a Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver, that he's going to go crazy and he's going to go on his podcast and talk smack. Everybody has an opinion and can say it when they have a way to do so, and he's not a fan, but you ask fellows on, the, on that Raider locker room, and they have respect for Josh McDaniels. I was listening to his press conference yesterday, this man sleeps five hours a day. He gets he wakes up at five in the morning, gets in the building super early, and he said he doesn't leave the building until midnight. That's the kind of dedication that we want. And now that this is going to be his team, it's going to be built the way that him and Dave Ziegler have the vision to have it. And I remember being here filling in for JT a couple of weeks back, and I was like, I love it that everything is perfectly lined up. You got that free agency period, or well, first you had the Derek Carr decision time. It happened. He's gone. Good luck in New Orleans, except when you play the Raiders. Then you had that free agency period. That went through, and the Raiders brought in players, brought in pieces. Now you have the draft, and this draft is going to be so freaking important for the silver and black. Four top 100 picks, five picks in the first 109 picks. 
Last year, they only had one pick in the first 109 picks, and they picked Dylan Parham, who was a day-one starter who played in every single game last season and who was a great offensive lineman for the Raiders. And they moved him from both guard positions from center, and they were able to use him in a very versatile way. And if there's an absence in one side of the of the line or at center, they know they can just plug him in there and he'll play in a great way. So if that was the way the Raiders drafted with only one f- third-round pick, and they, by the way, they traded down a couple of spots in that third round to get a little bit more of compensation and be able to make some moves later in the draft. If they were able to draft a day one starter with their only third round pick last year without a first and a second, what can this staff do now with the full year of having their staff scouting players with the full year of knowing what the roster holes are in the silver and black knowing that they now have a defensive scheme that is going into year two, an offensive scheme that's going into year two, that those guys that have been in the locker room, they know it. They have a feel for it. And now the new fellas that are coming in, they have somebody that can support them and help them out with that. That's what I'm excited about. I know a lot of folks, they are not, they're underwhelmed by this Raiders free agency But I'll say this, you can't win the free agency and you can't win the draft just because of how they happened a week or two weeks or three weeks after they happened. You have to wait until there's a product on the field. So far, the Raiders, they've brought in quality players for good value. They haven't overpaid for players at the moment, and I understand that. So here's what I want to ask you, Raider Nation. The NFL draft, 31 days away. What do you want to see from the Raiders in this draft? What moves do they have to make for you to feel better going into the 2023 season? Let me know. 702-365-9200. And I'm excited about our first caller today because he's a good friend. Reggie from North Las Vegas. What do you? How are you, Je- Reggie? And it's great having you here on the JT The Brick Show. Man, Harry, it, it must be you, man. I, I do my work. I try to call in almost every day, at least on one of the shows, and I haven't been able to get through. And Bobby, he might get me, and something will happen when we get disconnected. So today, I'm I'm so glad I'm talking to you, man. Uh, and one of the things you talked about really made me call right now. You were pointing out some factors that a lot of people – tend to only kind of give a break towards the quarterback. You know, they say we had different uh, coaches. We had different coordinators. We had uh, different players and all of this. But it's not just the quarterback that has to deal with that. Think about our defense never really growing because they've been going through it. They've had different coordinators. So to have some stability right now, and like you said, for them to have a whole year of their staff working to look at these players that they pull bringing in and then it might draft. I'm excited for it. I have been a little hesitant to, you know, even talk about the process because most of the time I'm talking about Raider Nation because that's my whole purpose. Raider Nation, they know I love them. They know it's all about the Silver and Black Panther, but it is about the team. So I'm praying. I'm praying that this year – 
they have a breakthrough and that we get to see what uh, Josh McDaniels could do with, with what he actually brings to this team. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, Reggie. And, yeah, shout out, of course, Silver and Black Panther. I see you, brother, doing great things out there. And what do you want to see the Raiders do in this draft? Because I see people wanting that quarterback, wanting cornerbacks, wanting defensive line. I mean, there's absolutely space to grow with this draft. But what would you do? Stay put at seven, trade down, trade up? I want to hear from the Raider Nation. So so the thing for me, I I really think at seven, if you get one of these top four quarterbacks or top three quarterbacks, it's possible that you get them. But I would actually trade back. Trade back and, and try to get one of these top defensive players. We got to have – if we put somebody with Max, man, that's got a motor like Max and that's a game changer like Max, the rest of the team, the rest of the defense will come up. You know that. Look at what uh, Max did for the rest of the squad, Right. Imagine having two guys like that plus the guys you bring in. Man, our defense got to come up. I, I hope we find our future QB, you know, if that's what we're doing. But I think right now you got to go get a top-notch defender. And uh, with that, if it's a lineman, if it's a tap, I mean, if it's a uh, linebacker, whatever he might do could add to what we already got with, uh, Max Crosby, man. Facts. I agree with you, Reggie. I appreciate your call, brother, and I hope to see you soon, man. Yes, sir. Let's go, Raider Nation. Let's go. There he goes, Reggie from North Las Vegas. Uh, you can always spot him out there at the tailgates and supporting Raider Nation Radio and also my show when I was out at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings all season long. He would always show up and show love to the Raider Nation. I saw him always crack up a Modelo because Modelo is an official cerveza of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. Modelo! Rooted in the heart of the Raider Nation. Drink responsibly. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Let's go to a break. And after it, we're coming back with Joe Arrigo from Franchise Sports Media. to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. We haven't really had any time to talk about it. I was just saying that, you know, at some point we'll get a chance once, you know, the off-season program actually starts uh, to sit down and, and talk about what he's learned, you know, which is obviously going to be significant, you know what I mean? He's been away for a long time and um, learned from a, a really good football coach who I have a great deal of respect for so um, we'll kind of piece it together once we're able to to get together and talk football there's Josh McDaniels on Jimmy Garoppolo his first interview since the signing of the new quarterback for the silver and black and to talk about the free agency for the Raiders the draft plans what he thinks is going to happen with the silver and black is Joe Arrigo on the line here with me right now from Franchise Sports Media Joe always a pleasure to be able to catch up with you either on the sidelines at an XFL game up in the press box at Allegiant Stadium or here on the phone on Raider Nation Radio how are you Joe? 
I'm doing great, brother. Thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Of course. And yesterday, you posted on social media, it was a six-year anniversary from the when the Raiders got approved to relocate out here in Las Vegas. How have you seen those six years go by, including now three seasons for the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium? It's been a blur. I mean, I remember reporting on the whole relocation process and, and the love and the vitriol that I both had uh, coming at me personally and whatnot, because obviously the, the passion of Raider Nation and, and the, the Bay Area weren't happy about what was being reported. Thankfully, I had really, really good sources with all that. And and then to be there six years ago at the Bitmore in Arizona and to get the text that initially was going to be a 30-2 to two vote with with Miami and Chicago voting to uh, against the relocation, and then eventually Chicago changed their vote to make it 31 to one and to get the the text and to to put it out there was kind of surreal. And then I have a video, I didn't post it, but it had a Mark Davis and then president Mark Bedane walking out and giving a thumbs up and we were all smiles. And just that whole day from the press conference afterwards to, you know, there's a, an event that all NFL personnel and media and, 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 you know, the, the presidents and owners and coaches and, Everybody goes to at at the end of the evening that night, and the, the buzz around there was everybody was so happy to come to Vegas, and and then a few days later having a, a welcome to Vegas party at the Parkway Tavern right there on Flamingo, and the fire marshal came to, to shut it down. It was so many people. Um, local eight seven two had both of their trucks out there, and the Raiders sent a bunch of swag that we gave out uh, for for everybody that came to the event. I mean, it, it's it's. It's been a whirlwind, and you know what? I couldn't be happier for the Raiders. I couldn't be happier for Mark Davis, and I couldn't be happier for Raider Nation because you finally have a stadium that's your own that that is all Raidered out. It's all about the Raiders, and it's well-deserved. Yeah, and it's bringing in a lot of huge events out here to Las Vegas. Heck, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, they just filled it up twice with Taylor Swift. It's not my cup of tea, but it was a cup of tea (laughs) for plenty of thousands of people out there having a blast, and that's money that came in not only for Allegiant Stadium, but also for the city of Las Vegas, and that stadium just keeps bringing in events that way. Yeah, it's crazy. So my business partner in ITQ, we were driving to uh, the opening of a place called Almighty Originals. It's a brand new shoe store at Resorts World that a good friend of ours, DJ Super James, opened up. And it's the third store uh, on the West Coast. And we were like, man, that traffic is bad. And we looked across the bridge. It's about six thirty, seven o'clock. And you just seen all the Taylor Swift fans running across the bridge. And it was like, you know what? Taylor Swift's in town. Benavidez and Plant was taking place. The Vipers were taking place. Taylor Swift. It was it was a crazy weekend, but that's what it's been like, Harry. You know as well as I do. Every weekend for the last few months, that's what it's been like here in, in town. And it's great. It's great for the city. It's great for our, our economy in the city. And it just shows that, you know, if Vegas isn't already the sports capital of the world, we are one event away from being the sports capital of the world. Oh, yeah, and by the way, also an Elite Eight game happening at T-Mobile Arena right across the street. So it's like everything was happening in Las Vegas this weekend, and that's awesome for our city. So 
I haven't mentioned it to you. I brought it up at the beginning of the show. Joe, you were one of the first people I started following once I found out that I was moving out here to Las Vegas. When I got a contract offer, when I signed it, when I was coming to Vegas, I was like, all right, it's time to start following the insiders out here in Las Vegas. And you were actually one of the first guys that I followed. And I was always, your notifications have been on on my phone since then, six years now. And you were always the first one with all that information when the Raiders were relocating. And now, six years later, we got another free agency that just went down for the silver and black what do you make out of this one where there's probably not the big names that happened last year like a Devonte adams like a chandler jones but that i think they've brought in some solid pieces that can contribute to this 2023 raiders you know i agree and you know i think what happened was when Devonte adams became available it kind of pushed everything back when, you know, what, what ended up happening was Brian Gutenpins, the Packers GM, got notified by Devontae and his people that he wanted, you know, to go to the Raiders. And he took a hard-line stance, said it's a first and a second-round pick, and I'm not moving off of it. And they haggled, him and, and Dave Ziegler haggled a little bit, but the, eventually Josh McDaniels and, and, and Ziegler had a conversation like, look, we don't, this is an opportunity we can't afford to pass up. So I think it kind of pushed back the, the reload process a little bit. Um, and that's where we're at this year. And, you know, look, I'm going to be honest, Harry, I, I may be one of the few people that really likes the Jimmy G signing. And, you know, I feel like he's a guy that, barring an injury, the guy can really, really play. And he's super authentic, super genuine. I think he's going to – he won the press conference. He won the day that day. I think he's going to win over the locker room. And he's, he seems like a guy's guy, a guy that everybody can relate to. And I, I really think that with him and – no, obviously trading Darren Waller away is, is on paper a hit, but he's played in 14 games in two years. So at some point, you have to look, what is my return on investment? The investment is you're one of the highest paid tight ends in the game, but you're not on the field enough to make an impact. So we can bring in a guy who knows the system already with a quarterback who not only who knows is, and is familiar with the system, but can also come in and incorporate things that he's learned being in what I think is the best offense in the game in the Shanahan offense right now, he can maybe go with McDaniels. And McDaniels said yesterday that, you know, he wants to talk to Jimmy about that and kind of pick his brain. So incorporate new things and wrinkles in the offense to make sure you have guys that can get open. You can scheme guys open. And this is a deep tight end class. So it's not like, you know, you're, you're going to miss out. I mean, you could grab a young guy and, and maybe make an impact there and sign in. Uh, O.J. Howard and signing Austin Hooper. I mean, those are two guys. Hooper just a couple years ago was the big tight end on the market. And, you know, obviously he went to Cleveland and, you know, that's where you go to stop playing and collect a paycheck. But, you know, he can, if he could have any type of production, you, you, got, you have some schematic things you could do on offense. I, I think the big keys is going to be defense. They got to do something to sure up the defense. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you next, Joe. Joe Arrigo, co-founder and VP of Franchise Sports Media. Follow him at the Franchise LV on Twitter. What's up with the defense? I mean, that has been the weak link for the Raiders, not only last year, but the year before that. And 2020, they were the defense that most points have surrendered in franchise history what can they do to fix it because they were able to bring in some signings and for example I like a lot when they brought Duke this season out from Minnesota that cornerback that did a great job out there and went from the slot out to the perimeter and was able to do a good job but besides that it seems like it's just going to be the draft where they're hoping to bring in some good players 
Yeah, you know, I may be in the minority, and I, I know everybody's clamoring for a quarterback. And here, here's how I look at that. If, if Caleb Williams was in this draft, the Bears would not have traded that pick. And if and I think the the two best quarterbacks in this draft, and there's a, and then there's a gap, are the two guys that are going to go one and two with with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I've always believed that you build a team from the inside out, and that starts up front. You do it in every sport, in football, you do it with your offensive defensive line, in baseball, you do it with your catcher, your middle infielder, your pitching staff, and your center fielder. If Jalen Carter's there at seven, he's a guy that up until the day of, you know, the first day of the combine where they were supposed to work out was projected to go either number one or number three. This is a guy that you, I, I don't think you could pass up um, regardless of the quarterback situation. You can get a guy a little bit later. And he's a guy that can sure up that interior line, give teams something, you know, a player to scheme for other than Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. And you work on it that way. I mean, it's, again, it's a, there's 12 picks. And if you hit on six, six of them, if you get starters or major playing time out of six or seven of those picks, it's a successful draft. Um, and, but you got to, your, your guy, if you're picking in the top 10, and you, and especially, you know, you figure four of the top, you project four of the top 10 picks are going to be quarterbacks. That leaves, you know, the top, what, six defensive players on the board, and you're, per, you're picking at seven. So you got your choice of one of the top three. If you can grab him, you're going to be okay, and, and he needs to be impactful. Absolutely, and I'll ask you this because it's a it's a fair question. Jalen Carter, do his previous issues that you spoke about with the legal issues that he had and the incident where he was driving a car in a very high speed racing and the report that has been out about the incident he had out there in Georgia, does that worry you, especially after what we already went through in that Henry Rugg situation that he probably or maybe or we don't know if he has or not learned from that experience. Does that worry you, or do you just go with the talent? Because, yes, Jalen Carter, not long ago, everybody had him as the overall number one pick or the at least the top player on their draft boards. Well, you know, that's a fair question, and I think that comes down to the team having a conversation with him and seeing where his mind is at. But that has been really the only thing off the field that you heard about him. You also heard about how he would feed – use his food card at school to feed walk-on players who weren't able yep. to eat like guys that are on scholarship and how great of a teammate he was. He wasn't drinking during that incident. So he, you know, it was speeding. I think we've all been popped for speeding at some point in our life, maybe not going that fast. And, you know, they took care of it legally. Um, there's not going to be any type of discipline from the NFL because he's technically not an NFL player yet. So, uh, it comes down to, you know, what legally he's got a year probation. It was a, a fine. He's got, I think, 80 hours of community service. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a license suspension. But, I mean, I think it goes to a deeper problem, though, Harry. If you really look at it, it it's, you know, and I, we actually talked about it on the show I do with TQ, the franchise podcast, last week, um, about, you know, players getting money so quickly at a young age and not having the necessary guidance to say, hey, you have this, you have this, this, this money, like slow down. You don't need to go buy a car that's going to go 150 miles an hour. Like you can, 
but you can't drive 150 miles an hour, at least not, a, not, not unless you're on a racetrack. Um, and there has to be some type of guidance, and that, that's something that has to be instant from the institution down, whatever school they're at or whatever NIL money comes into play and, and having some type of committee oversee that. I think those are important things that have to be discussed for, for players from the high school to college level. So when they're not in this situation when they're about to, you know, first day of the combine, you're about to go out there and, and interview and talk, and all of a sudden a report breaks. And I think it was really convenient that the report broke the day of yep. less than an hour after he's about to go out there and speak. Somebody leaked it because they wanted him to fall a little bit. Um, the bigger concern for me isn't necessarily that incident as well. It, the, the bigger concern for me was him showing up to his pro day nine pounds over his playing weight and not being able to finish drills. The, that's, that was, that's more of a concern for me because what does that show for the type of discipline and work ethic that you have? We all make We all have errors in judgment and lapses in judgment as young adults doing things. Thankfully, nobody was hurt in his case. Um, he wasn't, from my understanding, he wasn't involved in his teammate that, that passed away. That, that had alcohol involved in that case. But you're not, you're not training for, the, you know, for X amount of weeks for the biggest job interview of your life that can change your family's um, life generationally that's a bigger problem, and that's something that I think that needs to be, you know, again, a question just like the incident that needs to be asked as well. Absolutely. We're talking with Joe Rigo from Franchise Sports Media. And, Joe, so from the what you say, it's like defense, round one. You stay put at seven, or do you try to get more assets if you're tra- trading down? It depends on the offer. I mean, if I can, I mean, if I can get a couple first-round picks, and and if this is, I don't want to say a re or a rebuild, but maybe a reload. You know why not? You know why why not trade back a little? But if but again, if Jalen Carter's in there, let's say hypothetically Will Anderson starts to slide a little bit. Will Anderson to me is the best player in this draft, and I don't think it's close. Why not add a Will Anderson if you can? If you or even if you move up a little bit and you jump a team to to take Will Anderson, let's say Seattle's sitting there and. The, the, the board starts to fall a little bit. You know, say you move up two spots and you and you get it. Now you have another pass rusher, another guy that just that is a a dog on the field. You have him opposite of Max Crosby, or you can even put him next to Max Crosby and have Chandler Jones standing up on the other side. Now you have a lethal pass rush, and that is what you're going to need in the AFC West. But like you know, you still need to get a tight end. I think there's you know maybe a, I think a speed receiver. I know. Adding Philip Dorsett was was a big deal. Uh, Cam Sims as well, but I mean, I would go. I would. I would this is a, a deep receiver class. Um, it's not necessarily top heavy like it has been in the past. Why not go get a guy that can flat out fly, like the kid Rice out of SMU, who's got size and, and tested out out the out the out the frame and, and has production on the field. Why not go get a guy like him to help out as well and learn from Devontae and Renfro and, and really add more to that room and give you some weapons. But for me, the biggest question here is defense. You got to address defense. And this is a pretty good draft, you know, to do that. Well, the Raiders have 12 draft picks. They have the ammo. Now it's time to go out there for the weapons to be able to bring them out on the field. Joe, before saying goodbye, I know you're a huge Dodgers fan. How excited are you for Thursday? Man, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I was not excited at all for baseball season until I watched the WBC. I I literally I, I was 
just I was I'm so engulfed in what we're doing at franchise and with everything else that's going on uh, with the Raiders and with Aaron Rodgers trades and this and that. Like I I almost forgot opening day was happening. And I started watching the WBC and that's what got me excited. Uh, but you know this can be an interesting season for the Dodgers. There's they're not they didn't spend like they normally do or have been in the last few years and. God bless the Padres for putting the pressure on them because I think, you know, this, if the Dodgers don't end up where they need where they need to end up because they they choked last year, let's just be honest. Yep. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have to go spend over half a billion dollars on Otani and and maybe another 150 on another pitcher uh, from Japan that 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 can help you out. So, uh, real quick though, Harry, I do want to mention something. Um, if you go to the franchise sports media. IG page. We've teamed up with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and with the Vipers actually to give away 2,500 tickets to this Saturday's uh, final home regular season home game for the wow. Vipers. So what do, what do they have to do? do? Just go go to the franchise IG page. Click on the 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 link in bio. Click on the the uh, the picture of the flyer and just fill out. You got to follow FCA. It's FCA Vegas. Follow the franchise and follow the Vipers. And um, put fill, fill out the the questionnaire that's in there, which is like you know just name and who you know basic information, and the 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 code that you have to put in is called is community five. You put that in there as well, and it's we're just trying to rally the valley. That's the hashtag rally the valley, and you you get as many I guess you get uh, however many tickets you need or you want for that game. So. Um, we're, we're doing something like that. We're doing that for the community. We want to do more of that. We believe in what everybody with, with the Rockets got going on with the Vipers and what, what Coach Woodson has going on there. So um, we definitely want to rally the Valley and get and have them kind of, you know, go, go out to Cashman this Saturday at noon and, and sell it out. And, and you know, let, let's just try to get a Vipers win because it's been a tough year. Yeah, let's pack the snake pit. By the way, in Vipers news, Luis Perez, the quarterback for the Vegas Vipers, has been traded to the Renegades in exchange for linebacker Ryan Mueller. So Brett Hundley, the former Packer, will be you know out what? on the field. That's good. That's good for the Vipers because I think that's been that's been an issue. They could, they have they had to settle at quarter settle in at quarterback. It was it Luis? Was it was it Brett? Who was it going to be? And with Rod now uh, pulling the trigger and saying, okay, it's going to be Brett. That I think that's going to get some continuity to the offense, and they need that because right now you just didn't know what you're going to get, you know, one series or one play to another with, with the quarterback play. Absolutely. Follow Joe on Instagram at Joe Arrigo FSM. Follow the franchise, also the franchise LV on IG, and get yourself some free XFL Vegas Vipers tickets for this Saturday's game. Remember, kickoff is at noon. DeMond Cotton and myself will have the broadcast for you on the radio. Joe, always a pleasure, man. Can't wait to see you soon. I'll see you Saturday, brother. Have a good one. Thank you so much to Joe Arrigo for joining us. And now joining us on the line, our second caller of the day, Raider Raider, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. How are you doing, Harry? Doing fantastic. Living life one day at a time, man. Nice. Hey, in terms of the draft, this is what I think in the first round. Number one, I think the two quarterbacks are going to be gone, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. The other two, I don't want them if they're there. How many drafts have you ever seen where there's four Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks that come out of it? So I don't think Levis or the other guy, Richardson, are going to be that good. I think they're both fool's goal person. Personally, at number seven, if we stay there, I want one of three guys, either Jalen Carter, if his character clears out with the coaching staff, 
Tyree Wilson or Christian Gonzalez. Will Anderson's awesome, but I think he's definitely gone before we get there. So if we stay at seven, one of those three guys. If not, I think we trade down between 10 and 15 and either go for the other cornerback, Joey Porter Jr., Lucas Van Ness, the pass rusher from Iowa State, um, maybe Breezy um, uh, from Clemson. But that's what I think we should do. If one of those three guys is there at seven, we take him. Otherwise, we trade down. What do you think? I love that. And actually, Christian Gonzalez is somebody that I have in mind because I don't know if you know, but his father, he used to play college basketball in the University of Texas, El Paso. That's where I used to live. Uh, Colombian blood. He's Latino. He has that Latino blood. But you look at all he did in Oregon with the side, the speed, the length, the ball skills. He had a breakout year last year, and I think he can only keep growing in the Raiders. How long has it been since they have had a cornerback that has just been the guy? So I think he would be a spectacular option, but as well, if you have to build from the lines out. So the Raiders, they need help on that defensive line. If they can get a stud there, I would love it. And I've been a proponent to be like draft defense early because that's where you can get the talent. So in my opinion, I love what you brought to the table, Raider P. Have a good one, my friend. Absolutely. Raider P, thanks for the call. It's time to go to a commercial break. But before that, I want to let you know that Grimaldi's is hands down my favorite pizza in Las Vegas. They have four locations in the Vegas Valley, Boca Park, the Palazzo, South Rainbow, and in Green Valley. For more, visit GrimaldisPizzeria.com. That's where I'm going for lunch today. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. There's obviously, we felt like we probably needed to add a, a quantity of, of players relative to either starters or depth. Um, and the tricky part is going in and, you know, base, based on the market of certain positions, um, it was going to be tougher to, you know, maybe address, you know, position A, and then you can't really do much else, you know what I mean, because of the cost of it. So um, tried to weigh all those options out and see what made the most sense. Felt like with, you know, Marcus and Robert and Brandon, you know, we, we might have been able to get three starters at different levels of the defense there with a corner, a linebacker, a safety. Um, and then, you know, trying to get a, a couple guys back from our team that, I think one of the things that's lost a little bit sometimes is, you know, your ability to, to continue working with somebody is sometimes overlooked, you know, in terms of their overall development and impact on the team. There's Josh McDaniels on how you built the defense in the draft, but also including key pieces on the free agency. And how about this stat that Warren Sharp shared over the weekend on social media? Total snaps played in the last five years by players a team drafted them, themselves. In the top five, the top 10, sorry, number 10 had 74,000 snaps, Indianapolis. Number one, Dallas, 91,000. The bottom 10, you go all the way to the end, and it's the Vegas Raiders, 11,904 snaps. Second to last, the New York Jets, 
47,244. That just shows you the Raiders, they haven't done a good job at drafting players in the defense if you go back to the last five years. And it's been very limited, the production that they've been able to get out of that draft. And it's pretty much Max Crosby and, what, Nate Hobbs? You want to pass him? Divine Diablo? But you look at other positions, and it's like they traded the players. They didn't get them a lot of snaps. They weren't productive, and they just got rid of them. They need to build this team in the draft, and that's what I want to ask you, Raider Nation. What are your moves in this 2023 NFL draft for the Raiders? The draft kicks off in 31 days in a month out there in Kansas City. So I want to see who you want the Raiders, which positions you want the Raiders to fill up with that draft. And Gangsta Raider all the way from L.A. is on the line with us right now Gangsta Raider, what's your opinion, man? How you doing? What's happening, homeboy? You know I have to call in when a homeboy is on the station sitting in for JT. Appreciate you, you know man. I mean? You know, but what I want to do is um, in the draft, I want to either if we don't, uh, if Jalen Carter doesn't fall to us, the um, I think that's his name, the guy that got to the trouble with the car, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, I like him, but um, if he doesn't fall to us and Richardson doesn't fall to us, I hope we trade back and try to get an additional first rounder and then try to build up the team. But only if we don't get one of those two. You know what I mean? What and would you also, think if we uh, trade back and but get a one and a two? You get a first-rounder, but also uh, also a, a second-round pick. Because it's a seventh pick. It's not yeah, like you're be, the first or the second. It depends It depends if, if it's a high second round. You know Good. what I mean? Yeah. If it's a high second round, I'm cool with that. But if it's like mid-pick or later-round pick, then nah. But it got to be like a high second round. You know what I mean? And um, also, I think that, you know, a lot of people poo-pooing the Garoppolo thing because of his injuries, you know what I'm saying? I don't think the injury is a Garoppolo thing. I think it's a Frisco thing. Because think about it. They were on their third quarterback, and he got hurt. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think it's a Frisco. Part. Look at all the injuries Frisco had over the years. You know what I'm saying? It's always injury. I don't know if it's the facility, the, the ground. I mean, not the ground, but the surface or whatever. Think about it. San Francisco always has injuries. You know what I'm saying? And if we'd have been in San Francisco last year, they were down to their third quarterback. We even have three quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? So we would have had to go get somebody off the street if that had happened to us. So I don't think the injuries is a Garoppolo thing because he wasn't injured like that in New England, was he? Yeah, and you know what? Also, Garoppolo's injuries, it wasn't the same thing over and over again. It was become starting to become like different things, and it's like it's not like just re-injuring. It was different ones. So. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the organization because he wasn't like that before he went to Frisco. And look at all the other injuries um, they had in Frisco. I think what's-his-name went down. They um, Trey Lance. They yeah, Trey Lance. They were Debo. Yeah, Debo went down. They, they have a lot of injuries, so I think it's something with that, with that system or their program. And so I think once he leaves there, he won't have an injury problem because he wasn't injury like that, and he wasn't injured that much in New England. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I think he had to take over for half a season for Brady when uh, when he was suspended, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Gangsta, so. I appreciate you, brother. We're about to take the top of the hour break, so thank you so much for calling in. I loved his call. Raider Nation, you want to call in? 702-365-9200. And this weekend, head out to Doghouse Saloon inside Resorts World. They'll be having a college basketball tournament viewing party. It's going to be amazing. They have great seats for you to watch the action and a sports book on site to place your bets and add even more excitement to the college basketball tournament. Let's go to a break, Raider Nation, and after it, we're going to come back to kickoff hour number two with Mariah Janos from Fox 5 Vegas.